Welcome back, folks. It's the SoCo Show. We are back. It's episode number 137. This, of course, is the voice of the co-host, Cody Michael. I'm joined, as always, by the SoHo's Seth Ott. 37 is my favorite number. Is it? You know Why? What? From, uh, <laughs> I don't really have a favorite number because I'm not 12, but I say that um, <laughs> because of clerks, uh, the 37 dicks in a row. Oh, <laughs> yep. You got to... Once you've sucked 37 dicks, that's a problem. Uh, speaking of sucking dicks, uh, we got a special guest today. <laughs> we got a special guest today. He is a movie reviewer, podcaster, YouTube video maker extraordinaire. Recently celebrated 3,000 subscribers and half a million views. Welcome to the show, Jared Buckendall. Welcome back, brother. Hey, hold on a sec. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I was just sucking some dicks. There here. you go. The fastest, dick, <laughs> the fastest dick sucker in the West. <laughs> hey, after 37 dicks, you know how to suck them long and hard and fast. <laughs> here's my, Please don't use that as a sounder. Here's my of, oh, I'm going to. Here's my impression of Jared. Please show me your dick. <laughs> Jared is oh, mid sip of vodka well, right gonna, there. Th- th- this is gonna be this is gonna be an interesting show. Already, we're off to a fantastic start, uh, and you know we always are um, because I don't know if you guys know this out there, but we were recently ranked as the number one podcast of all time um, by Podcast Quarterly. So uh, you should be used to excellent starts to shows, but that one seems to stand out as one of our more excellent ones in recent memory. Um, especially, mm-hmm. and I'm vamping because we don't have a ton to talk about today because there's not any new movies. Uh, this was the first the first weekend without new movies. Um, the first of many in a row, I think, that we're going to see here. Um, but I think we'll find, we'll find enough. Uh, how did I put it before we started the show? General dickery. Uh, I think we'll find enough to fill <laughs> some time here. Yeah, our, our bodies may be quarantined, but our senses of humor probably should be quarantined. Uh, I hope you're wearing a condom because I have a dirty mind. That's uh, I I should have told the setup. That was just just the punchline of a longer joke. Um, You guys ever seen? Yeah, you went with the shorter version though. Yeah, I should have done that. You seen Get Him to the Greek? You know that movie? You guys don't know Get Him to the Greek? (laughs) Am I the only one that's seen that movie? I just wanted you to to hang there for a minute without anyone responding. Oh, fuck you. Have you seen the movie? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> uh, Pete... Is that the one... Is that the one where Jason Siegel goes to Hawaii and runs into his ex-girlfriend? Uh, no. No. That, uh, that is actually I Love You, Man. Um, is it... Is it the one where... Uh, God, what's his name? He's, like, British, but he's, like, a kid, and he has a bunch of money. Richie Rich. Uh... Mm, no, what is his no. name? Uh, it's like Charlie or some shit like that. What What is that guy's name? Um, oh, I think it's... Is it Horrible Bosses? It might be Horrible Bosses. But no, but the movie... <laughs> I, the movie <laughs> the, that bit did not work. The movie Get Him to the Greek is not the movie Horrible Bosses. <laughs> 
tell you that much? <laughs> oh, man. This is already going to be a train wreck. Our con- I'm going to get the hiccup. Our, our country has been shut down for a week, and this is what we've resulted to. Because there's great. nothing new stimulating. That was great because um, uh, you're thinking of Arthur, Jared, by the way. Um, yeah, okay. That was funny because you were like, is that the movie where he does this? Or the movie where he does this? Or Horrible Bosses? <laughs> I forgot what we were doing. <laughs> Wow, that's just uh, that's just a top notch bit to to kick off the show here today. Uh, how are you guys doing in quarantine times? We've we've all been uh, we've all been pretty much uh, staying at home, uh, other than work for a couple of us uh, this last week, ten days, two weeks maybe. How are you guys holding up? Still working till it's hurting, because I know it's gonna be a long day. <laughs> I That's love something that only. Reference. That was just for you. Um, no, I yeah, still working. Same thing for me. Going to work. I had had my normal weekend and binge watch some shows. And you know, again, other than you know, not seeing anyone <laughs> at all, like when I'm walking downtown <laughs> and stuff. Um, you know, it's pretty normal for me. It's actually a little bit more enjoyable without people around. No, not, I'm kidding. It's getting kind of crazy and weird and scary, but uh, we'll live. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I. I'm going to be honest, I don't feel like, I mean, again, I, I'm just kind of staying at home, but I, I don't feel like anything's different. Like, I'm getting so much more done, I'm being productive, I don't have I don't have to go and see people, I don't have to go and do plans, so, like, I'm enjoying this. Yeah, you're probably, because, yeah, like, you're, like you said, you're busy, you're doing stuff. I'm still, like, at work, and I don't have to pay that much attention while I'm at work, so I'm on my phone, and that's, like, that's yeah, the worst yeah. thing, is get, just getting on Twitter and seeing constant updates about and it's all bad news pretty much um well that's yeah i was gonna say that's about a week ago when i was in austin that's what i did all day long and i'm like i need to not be on my phone but i didn't have anything else to do (laughs) social media has been terrible lately it's all like stupid like push-up challenges and people doing uh dances on tiktok and and nothing is entertaining on there yeah just arguments about the coronavirus yeah, I, I I got in an argument on Facebook yesterday. Uh, oh God! As, as Seth knows, I am I am <sighs> um, I am incapable of walking away from an argument, and so I I jumped in on a case uh, or on a on a post yesterday and had to lay down the law. Um, I don't know if it worked or not, but so when when we used to live together, I would. <laughs> I wouldn't know when he was on on one of those arguments because usually he would be I would be watching TV or playing a game and he'd be on I'd be on the couch and he'd be to the left of me and he, I would, he'd be furiously typing uh, on on his phone and then all of a sudden he'd stop and put it down and then start going into like usually it was one guy from our high school would be like you know what this fucker said and then he'd start explaining <laughs> and then then he'd then he'd get all that out and then go back to it and then he'd put his phone down and be like so this motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> I wish that wasn't 100% accurate, but it actually is. He took, I'm, like, little reprieves every once in a while to, before he went back into it. So so this argument, can you get into the, the nitty-gritty, or do we have to just kind of uh, be vague about it? No, I, I can tell you what it was generally about. Basically, this guy was saying that... Um, the Republicans are trying to push through a stimulus package, and the Democrats stopped it yesterday. And he's nice. saying that's because the Democrats are amoral shitheads who don't believe in America. 
And I was like, well, you know, it's more complicated than that, asshole. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so that that was that was in general what what the discussion was about. wrong. This time it stayed relatively civil, though. Most of my arguments devolve uh, relatively quickly, but um, this one stayed civil for a while, so that was good. The other so go ahead. Uh, no, I was just gonna say the the uh, all and all of his posts, all the arguments end with just one word: bitch. <laughs> Period. <laughs> <laughs> bitch. Um. Have you guys gotten to the point, or have you known someone that you're close to, I guess, that is kind of to the breaking point, kind of freaking out? They're very much an extrovert, and they don't know how to handle life. I I wouldn't say that I have seen that, but I have seen a huge increase of the number of, of like, regular, ever, not even famous people, but just regular everyday people, like, going live and like posting shit about mm-hmm. their personal lives and stuff. I think that's an attempt to try to get their energy from other people that they get as extroverts. Uh, so I've seen that. I've seen more desperation on social media. Um, <laughs> so I think that that uh, might, that might answer your question. That That's that's what I'm seeing out there. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that everyone is literally just going live and doing – like everyone's starting something new. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll answer your question with this, Jared. Are either of you freaking out? No. <laughs> then no, then no, oh. I don't know anyone else that's freaking out. <laughs> okay, okay. Um I don't I'm not, I'm not going to name names, put anyone on blast, but yeah, I had a friend. It was day 1. Actually, it had been 24 hours and they called me <laughs> sobbing. What? Yeah, and I was like, "Do you realize this could be another 3 months? This could be another however many days. Like, you need to get your shit together." Yeah, yikes. <laughs> I'd like to superimpose this person into the trailer of A Quiet Place Part 2 where it has day one and instead of the coronavirus it's an alien coming through a bus. (laughs) She's ah! It could be worse. That actually, that brings up um, the whole social media and and people being productive and things. Um, It's been interesting because like a lot of people post and say things about how like oh you should be uh, steering all your energy at something creative and stuff. And then I see other people saying, well, it's not, it doesn't really feel like a good time to be creative. I'm not being inspired by anything right now. And that's how I've felt. Like I haven't, uh, when this started, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I'll write a bunch of new jokes. And that hasn't really happened. But Jared, you said you were staying productive. So like how, what, what is it that that's allowing you or what are you doing to stay creatively productive in this last, this last week or 10 days or so? Um, I mean, the thing is, it, it's been a toss up because when I was in Austin, Texas with you, like, obviously we were doing a lot of things and I wanted to do either more videos or writing, but it was just social media because it's like, that was the beginning of everything. It's like the, the stocks are crashing and no one knows what the hell is going on. <laughs> but I think I've, I've gotten to the point of, I just kind of turn off, like I, this I, I'm just not on my phone, really. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll put it in the other room or something, turn it on, do not disturb. Um, but you almost have to, again, like, we're all funny people, borderline comedians or whatever. Um, we we find things in just everyday life that you have to laugh about, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Kind of like what everyone's freaking out about what's going on or buying all of the meat or buying all of the toilet paper from the stores and stuff um i don't know i think it's just a combination of a bunch of different things yeah i I just can't i can't wait i hope i hope i'm old old enough to uh 
see this period of time written in like textbooks because like <laughs> the bubonic plague people were like hunkered down in their houses and scrounge you know tr- starving because they didn't know what they could eat and we're inside because and making like tiktok videos and memes <laughs> and, and like eating frozen pizza like like in spaghetti like it's you know going out of style so like it's it's just weird like how this all is like it's it's gonna be a weird it's gonna be like it's it's like a refreshed us being able to talk being able to talk about 9-11 when we like when we were kids that's gonna be kind of the same thing you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i i think the funniest thing is to see someone interviewing someone on TV because they purposely try to frame it like they're close, but you can tell that they're very far away. Yeah. <laughs> I can uh, I can vouch for what Seth just said. I ate so much fucking spaghetti the other night. Oh <laughs> I've had it three, four, it'll be four times. I had spaghetti tonight, so I've, it'll be four <laughs> times tomorrow when I have it again over the last two oh, weeks. Man. I did, uh, I, I went ahead and made... I made a um, a chicken mac and cheese bake, and it is incredible. I made it last night, and I'm gonna be eating that for the next couple of days. So I am a happy man. Uh, um, I here's the thing though: is you, <laughs> if, if I know you, you're gonna eat another bowl of it, and then the rest of it's gonna mold in the fridge. Okay. Well, uh, now oh. now historically, yes. Okay, you're right. <laughs> Um, I, I do. You would make I do have... the biggest bowl we had of, of goulash. Yeah. And eat one bowl from it. Well, and I've it always sit... wanted to be. I've always wanted to be the guy that does meal prep, and so like I'll make a big batch of something and be like, "Oh, I'll eat this for the next week," and then for whatever reason, find a way to not eat that, and yeah, then it goes bad in the fridge, and I forget it's there. That's happening. I'm pretty sure you moved out, and we still had some goulash in the fridge. Well, no, that was oh. a. I was leaving that as a gift for you guys. That's that's called nuclear. <laughs> that's called nuclear goulash, and it's delicious. <laughs> oh shit! But I am I am gonna eat this entire pan of mac and cheese possibly tonight. So um, <laughs> need need not worry. Well, because a lot of times what would happen is I would like go out for beers and have dinner, or like um, something or would get me out of the house dinner. for dinner. <laughs> Or not have dinner at all, and then I'd forget yeah. it was there. So, but now I don't have any other option. Like I got nothing to do but eat dinner. So, um, I'll, I'll make my way through this, man. <laughs> um, let's uh, before we get too carried away here, let, let's let's get into some stuff that we got to get into, and we got to start like we always do with some chic tweets. I call you a punk. All right, uh, Iron Chic again commenting on the uh, coronavirus. Um, he's been hearing a lot about this flattening the curve, which we need to do. Um, but I don't think Iron Sheik completely understands what flattening the curve is. I think he I think he thinks we have to flatten something else. So he says, flatten the jabroni corona. So I think he thinks we have to flatten the virus and not, you know, the amount of people that get it. So um, Iron Sheik doesn't know exactly what's going on, but he's trying. You know, that's, <laughs> that's interesting because a lot of epidemic ep- a lot of epidemiologists uh, would agree with the sheik and say that squishing the coronavirus is the best way uh, <laughs> to get rid so, of it. So he, he's favorite... in one camp. He's in one camp that that is popular, but the other one has got more steam right now. <laughs> My favorite thing from this week, though, is because I can't really read it because it's a it's a gif. But if you go on Iron Sheik's Twitter page, go down to four days ago. Uh, so it was March 20th. Um, it says <laughs> it's a tweet. It says flattening the curve. I show you how, Bubba. And it's a gif of him on the back of a gummy worm <laughs> <laughs> doing the camel clutch to it. 
What? I just looked it up. <laughs> it looks like he's humping it. And there's a referee that's that's like motioning like he's trying to jack off Iron Sheik's tongue. Oh wow, that is that is quite the gift. Wow. We'll we'll link to this so that uh, so that you guys out there can can get you're you're gonna want to look at this. <laughs> I gotta tell oh, you guys, shit. I tried so hard to try and save this gift to my phone and send it to you guys when I saw this. I was holding my phone, I was pointing my finger down and holding it. I I was trying everything I could to save this gift and to no avail. It's just apparently something he posted. <laughs> oh, there's no way to save the gift. I bet you could do no, it from dude. a computer. I, I, I looked oh. psych. I looked like a psycho when I was trying to do it. I'm sitting there impressing it, like come the fuck on. Wow, that is. Uh, and to be to be more specific, it's not just a gummy worm. It looks like a trolley bright crawler, <laughs> and uh, he is making that bitch humble. I'll tell you that much. Wow. <laughs> Iron Sheik with uh, pandemic advice: flatten the coronavirus. I like it. I call you a punk. Alrighty, sponsor time. First of all, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description box, 30 days of Audible, and your first book for free. Free! There it is. Mathis Designs. Find our friend Steph on etsy.com slash shop slash Mathis Designs for all your stationery and graphic design needs. And of course, Mike's wood. Uh, Mike Mike told us last week he's 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 home from work right now. He's he's not working uh, during the outbreak, so all he's working is that wood. So hit up the store at etsy.com/shop/cornfedandwood to get your wood worked. <clears throat> Ooh, that sounded like Antonio Banderas. Was that what you were going for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, one more ad. Let's kick it over to our previously recorded selves to hear about Anchor. Wow, great stuff, as per <laughs> usual. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Anchor, want to give hey. a shout out to what? 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 Go ahead. Go finish. Finish your fucking ads, Jesus. You're trying to interrupt? I'm trying to give a shout out to our Anchor contributors, one of whom is on the recording today, Jared B. Shouts out for oh. your contributions, as well as Mike V and uh, Casey C and Anna S., Thank you guys for uh, for helping out the show. We really appreciate your contributions. And uh, if if the rest of you out there want to become contributors, hit up the anchor page link in the description box. Uh, if you can't or don't want to be a contributor, that's okay too. Just keep uh, clicking on these episodes. Keep sharing them with friends. Every listen helps out the show. Now, right. what super important thing were you trying to say a moment ago? Hit the breaking news drop. Oh shit! Here we go. Break yourself, fool. And that's when you break. what do you got for us it's a long fucking sounder um (laughs) for those uh, for for those of uh the for those who are fans there we go of terrible netflix shows uh one i love love is blind i don't love this one and the circle which is the one i love are have been renewed for two more seasons wow the reality show game uh love is blind and uh, and the circle both being representative of this, uh, Netflix has been on their game with reality TV. I uh, do you think it's because you can binge those that everyone likes it so. Like if you well, can no, binge those are Big Brother, oh they're not. Oh I thought yeah, you binged they, them. No, they, well I oh, did, wow. I did, but um you they they drop two a week I think usually. Oh 
Well, do you think they're just better show? What do you think that? Because it seems like the Netflix shows have gotten big, big press lately, um, even before the virus breakout. Are they making better reality shows? Is it the lack of commercials? What, what do you think it is that's that's driving Netflix being so good at this? Well, I th- yeah, I think it's partially lack of commercials. I think it's uh, availability. I mean, they they control the algorithm, so they can throw what they want to throw up there, and mm-hmm. it's a million times cheaper for them to make a reality show than it is a, uh, you know, a, any other show, honestly. Um, reality TV is so cheap because you don't, you, there's not ton, a ton of overhead and you don't have to pay the talent that much. So um, they're able to do that cheaply. And, and if more people are fans of it and requesting it, uh, they're going to, they're going to keep making it. So, and they do different stuff. They taste, take more risks than, you know, your CBSs mm-hmm. and stuff. I mean, that's, these are all just kind of interesting, weird premises that, that they've been doing that may or may not hit on network TV and cost the network a lot more money than Netflix does. That's an interesting point. They certainly can take some more risks. Jared, are you watching any of these reality shows on Netflix? Um, Surprisingly, I fell into, I haven't returned to it, but I watched quite a few episodes of Love is Blind and I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> um, So I, I would recommend that for a good laugh. But Seth, I got a question about this circle. Isn't there... I, I noticed that, okay, there was the one that you watched a while ago, but then I noticed another one. Like, do they do this in each country? Um, there is, yeah. The, so the the U.S. circle was filmed in U.K. I think it's just U.K., Circle U.K. or something like that. Um, but it was yeah. filmed in the same house and everything like that. So Okay. So so this is like season two of the U.S. version. Yeah. Yep. It'll be season okay, two okay, and three. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. And because... I don't, obviously the situation with the virus is bad everywhere, but I just saw today, like in Canada, they shut down the current, they're in like the middle of the season of Big Brother Canada up there, and they just, they mm-hmm. finally just let them out, and they weren't telling, I think, did we talk about it in the podcast last week? We did, yeah, they weren't telling them. I yeah. think you mentioned it, yeah. They weren't telling them, and, and now they are shutting it down because they don't want to risk uh, it being spread, and, and so I don't know if they, you know, had been filming season two already of The Circle, or, because they only film it over 15 days, so it, it's a really short process so maybe they already filmed some of it and now are announcing it or something i don't know um if they could then that'd be cool for them to edit it up but at the same time too i just saw today that um the walking dead they're not airing their finale because they don't they they can't finish production on it so they have every episode up until the finale and then they're gonna air the finale in like july (laughs) so like all this this is the stuff we're starting to see is like production's getting shut down like stuff isn't done but then also, I, I sorry, I'm going on a tangent, but this is like all kind of within my train of thought here. Um, so ABC had shut down production on all their shows. And then I hear today, so on Schooled, um, you've seen Goldberg's with Coach Miller, right, Cody? And yep. maybe Jared? Um, yeah. He's a, he's a comedian. Named, uh, his name's Brian Callen, and he does a podcast that I listen to somewhat regularly. And he said today, like he... He shouldn't have said it, but he said that ABC is making them go back to film scenes, and there shouldn't they have the stay at home order and entertainment other than podcasts is not part of it. So, like they're trying to finish stuff still. Some some of the like they're Aww. trying to be sneaky about it and everything. So, it's it's a weird thing, but eventually we're gonna run out of shit to watch too if production doesn't keep going. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That is so. Is is the circle the one where they're all in their own like hotel rooms and they can only get yeah. on social? Okay, that's right. Um, so you could, not, I bet you, you could do that. You could <laughs> yeah. do that. Yeah, you could. You could. You just send people a special phone or whatever. They could do it from their house. Well, they wouldn't do that. Um, I mean, you could save. Yeah, if they did that, you save even more on production. Yeah, I think it, 
they the I the, they would still do it, but it's an apartment building is a thing. So it's just like you're quarantining here. It's in an apartment building, oh. and they they each have their own apartment. So you could actually do it, um, minus like all the editing and all that stuff. Yeah, that'd be easy enough. Well, and, and love, also like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Love is blind so, would yeah. make sense. I mean, the the crowding of the of the talent is one thing. Obviously, the talent of the crew or the crowding of the crew is what's actually preventing shit from happening. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but there's a world there's a world where you can make that happen. I could see that. Yeah, it's just so weird with all the the production stuff, and now like the yeah, the, the the Walking Dead one was weird to me because you could I I unless they're being secretive about it because it's the finale, um, you could have you know editors at home I'd bet like just get the stuff sent to them, but I guess I just don't know how that all works. <laughs> had they oh they they hadn't finished they had finished principal photography, but they they have don't have it edited. See, Is that the issue? I don't know though. They, maybe they maybe they haven't finished filming yet. I don't know. That because, would be my yeah, If they had finished, I feel like anyone would be able to do it from home. Obviously, the technology would be a little slower, but you could piece it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just figured they were done filming by now because <clears throat> it's supposed to air in April. And uh, and I think they go back to film again in a couple months. Usually they film in the summer, so I don't I don't think they have a ton of ton of time but yeah i don't know it's it's all weird it's it's super weird stuff with with and like i said i mean it's it's funny but we are gonna eventually run out of stuff if they can't finish filming or can't edit or whatever so we're gonna have to like go back and find stuff we hadn't seen yeah that won't be a problem for me i haven't watched anything so (laughs) it maybe it'll allow me uh, to get to the long list ferris (laughs) go ahead i had nothing nothing to add to that conversation um, maybe that'll allow me to get to the list of, um, of the things I've said I would watch on this show that I haven't. Maybe I can, maybe I can start burning through some of those. That'd be nice. Um, so other than the Netflix, uh, reality show stuff going on in our breaking news segment, um, Seth, you, you, you told me that you have more, uh, more COVID thoughts to discuss uh, this week on the show what, what what do you got what do you got lined up for us so it's not covid thoughts but more quarantine thoughts stuff i thought about like um whether it's my situation or um you know the quarantine in general but uh, this is more just like a thought i had not like not even a point but like have you guys already in, like started to like have like feel like quarantine's kind of normal in some ways now like it's starting to become a normal life this is like what your life is now kind of like like the just again not seeing people for a lot of time um what going to the grocery store and having be like all this starting to feel normal in some way yeah for myself it it clicked yesterday or today and i'm like how is i mean if if we keep this up for a couple more weeks how difficult is it going to be to get back into a normal schedule yeah like i mean it's going to be a couple weeks but like like i said earlier i'm completely like this is normal life now like yeah i'm just doing my thing yeah and that's only going to get worse and i was thinking about that too like i've been and i think most people who are, who are working from home probably feel the same way like you go a little bit more easy when you're working from home you know um take a break for 10 minutes to do laundry or whatever the hell or you know, I log in, what? Log, <laughs> log in later or, lo- or log off early, things like that. And I, I think what will be difficult is people heading back to their offices and be ex- being expected to work more intensely 
than they're used to working at home, that's going to be a hard transition because you're right. This is starting to feel normal. It doesn't take very long for people to, to generate a habit. They say if you do something and for like 20 straight days, it becomes your, your normal. So it's going to, it's going to take some getting back to when everything yeah. does revert back to normal. And I, I think you kind of have to in this because like, I know when this kind of stuff like really started getting serious, like when the state of emergency, like I think anyone would not be, you know, I think everyone had some sort of uneasiness or, uns, you know, like just some sort of, if maybe not worried, but just like unsettled a little bit. Right. And mm. so like those first few mornings waking up, it's like, Oh, what am I going to do? Oh, well, I got to be inside. <laughs> and then it's just kind of like, you know, like the, what, what, what's going on outside? Like what, what's up, what's coming with it? Especially when like stuff was changing so fast when like it mm. went from, um, you know, don't have gatherings of like at one point it was like 500 people or something. And then it went down so fast to being like, don't hang out with anyone, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And so like every day there was a new, like a new limit and something like new placed. And then finally, I think it got to a point recently where it's been like still a lot of bad news, but daily life has started to get into a routine again. That's kind of what I was thinking is like, mm-hmm. now there's at least a routine, even though if it's not what it was, it's still a routine. And so it, it's weird though. It's such a weird thing, but I, I think everyone kind of needs that. Um, that kind of cre- like the habit to to get on with the day, I guess. Yep. Um, yeah that that's what I've been speaking- trying to get. That's what I've been trying to get in place is my my new whatever my new normal is. I got to figure out what mm-hmm. that is because it's I've been operating under fucking chaos rules for the last ten days and somehow yeah. managing to get <laughs> shit done. But yeah, it's it's got to start being something sustainable because this is gonna last for a little bit. They say. Yeah, and and so I was thinking too though, like with uh with all this going on, um. Would it be irresponsible if I took vacation right now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it'd be it'd be worthless. <laughs> if I just well, took you're still going work, to the office. Took, yeah, but if I just like said, uh, I'm, I'm going to take the day off to sit at home in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> I think your employer would love that um, because that's going to be interesting. Because yeah, in my office, everyone is working from home now, so. Mm-hmm no one's taking vacation because you're at home. Like you, you can't go anywhere. So you might as well work. And mm-hmm. what that's going to mean is whenever things do get back to normal, everyone's going to fucking take vacation. So it's going to be interesting <laughs> to see. I know I'm going to, so it's going to be interesting to see how, <laughs> how places handle that shit when it, uh, when it comes up. And it's one of those, it's a, a, one of the 100 new problems we never thought we would have is like, yeah. Oh shit. What if everyone goes on vacation when this is done? <laughs> um, I don't want to take this into the dreary or dark, but for the two companies you guys work for, uh-huh. have you guys seen an, a major impact of potentially staffing or just operations in general? For me, no, because I work in health insurance, and so and it's not any busier now than it is, but it's not any worse off. I think it would be a while before we get to the point where we'd have to worry about it, like, and it would be companies not being able to pay us like pay their premiums and stuff like that yeah um Mm -hmm. that would be the issue but i think that's a mate that's also something that people are wanting to pay right now so that in case they get sick they have health insurance so i think i'm safe for a while uh if you know if this does last like six months to a year or anything like that yeah i i work for a bank uh one of the big national banks and it's gonna be interesting to see how our company handles it Uh, i don't i don't think there are any like uh, layoffs happening in like immediately, but depending on how things go on and more importantly, how it affects, um, how it affects our stock, uh, going forward and our earnings and things like that. I I could see some changes being made. I'm nowhere near that sort of chopping block, which, which is nice for me. 
Um, but the other thing too is we're we're being forced as a bank to to get creative with how we interact with with our our clients, and it's um, I think it's going to change how we do business in a lot of ways, and that could end up resulting in in people changing positions or losing positions. But uh, I, they haven't they haven't brought out the the big axe yet. Um, but uh, I wouldn't put it outside the realm of possibility for my company either. So you were saying getting creative with. Uh kind of talking with your clients to have like what Skype, uh, yeah. messenger, um, chat roulette, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how I'm prospecting you now can. for new clients. I just get on, I get <laughs> yeah. on chat roulette and I'm like, Hey, you need a new bank. Um, and I write that on the side of my penis. No, I want you to, I want you to look at my dick. <laughs> <laughs> You're not my client. <laughs> yeah, I am uh, now. Oh God. There's, um, it's a lot of uh, a lot of web conferencing, a lot of digital interface, and I think everyone is going to that. And I think it's interestingly, I think this is going to change a lot of things in terms of how we interact and who we require to be in the office. Like many companies and industries might realize, oh, we don't need anyone in offices. People can just do mm-hmm. this. From-. And I think mm-hmm. that's only going to push that further than it has been the last year or two. But um, and that includes for us. And and we're an old school, big, slow moving company. But uh, I think I think it's going to mean changes. Um, whether or not it means layoffs, I don't know, but it's going to mean changes, I think, for for most companies out there, especially the ones that are still trying to operate right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with that whole situation of, oh, half of our staff could work from home. We could have a smaller building. We would pay for less utilities. Like, there's a bunch of money-saving opportunities there that potentially this whole instance could have an effect on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we talk about movies a lot. And I, you know, theaters obviously are closed. Um, Marcus Theaters is, is are they're currently selling uh, uh, basically like movie survival packs <laughs> that are like, uh, have like what? Pop, popcorn, candy, soda, um, and then like a couple other things. And then you get like a piece of movie film for some reason. Uh, but they're selling like that stuff. But movie theater change, I think, are going to be interesting to see what happens when they come back. Because like Cody and I... Um, Jared, you might have went to the. I don't know if you you probably didn't go to the AMC here, um, but the the AMC no. theater here is is like it's an AMC classic. So it's they don't put any money into it. In fact, they've probably taken money from it at this point with how bad it was <laughs> the last time I was there. And um, no one goes, and it's it's just like it's a it's not a good, it's the worst theater in town. Um, and and I think we have three total, three or four. So it's not. It's it's not one that is popular. I don't see it coming back when this all is mm-hmm. done, because um, even AMC in general won't open back up until everything is clear. It's, I don't think they'll do location by location. Like movies won't come out till everything is clear. So that means New York, like New York, where it's thirty thousand cases now. Um, mm-hmm. They they're a huge place for movies. So movies in general will not come back until everything is clear so even the small theater that could open in iowa when there's less cases they're not going to be able to so it's going to be interesting to see like what one's open like in des moines there's 55 theaters like how many of those are going to open back up you know well i just talking amc in general there's three different amcs one's very shitty one is a little shitty and one is decent. So I could see them at least getting rid of one of them. Yeah. And I actually listened to, um, it was a just a kind of an interview blurb with the CEO of M- AMC. And he had said that, like, you know, they make X amount a year, but then every month, I guess it costs them, he said, like, average, like, $30 million worldwide. 
So like if they're not getting income from these theaters or movies or popcorn or concessions, they're losing 30 million a month yeah. for just operations. I mean, wow. obviously they're not paying um, certain utilities, I'm sure, but it's or employees probably. They're probably not, unfortunately. Oh, but if you if you okay, let's say you were an employee at a movie theater that was closed, but you still have keys. Would you like go fuck around Dude. in the theater or go watch all the movies? Oh my I, god, I'd be there all day. I thought about going to the parking lot at Marcus, the Marcus Theater here, and just like waiting to see if someone shows up that'll go in, <laughs> so I can ask them to go inside. <laughs> I just want to go inside. <laughs> just let me in. Just let me in. <laughs> I almost drove over there the other day just to be over there. <laughs> You got a problem, man. Oh Dude. God, Seth's not okay. <laughs> it's it's gonna be bad. I was that's another point I wrote down is like I I'm pretty sure the next like when I get to see a brand new movie in the theater again, I might fucking cry when when the Marcus Theater song <laughs> plays. <laughs> and I'm not I, kidding. Okay, <laughs> out of you know, out of us three, first... we're gonna go week one, right? I don't know oh, about just the general population. I'm going to take the day off they open so I can go. <laughs> I probably will do the same. Like, yeah, that's, that's, and you know, you're just the first one to say you're going to cry. Obviously the two of us are going to as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to be holding a Marcus fucking cheeseburger in my hand. Tears <laughs> dripping on it. <laughs> They're going to hand you your burger and you're going to look at them and be like, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and like a single, a single Denzel Washington tear is going to roll down your face and they're just going to nod and walk away because they're a fucking hero. You, the way you said that reminded me of Sal from Impractical Jokers. <laughs> and, and it reminded me of him at the tiger in the in the in the, the hotel room, which uh, oh, yeah, yeah. kind of ties in well to what we're talking about in a little bit. But yeah, yeah, that is a nice. Tiger. Um, a couple more things though. Um, so this is just random. Um, so there's that Imagine video people were freaking about this week, where all the celebrities <laughs> were singing Imagine, right? Yeah. I think it would have <laughs> been more apt for them to 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 sing the thong song instead. Wouldn't that have been a Ooh. better video? Like, that would have been, like, Thaw's like, what, what, what? And just, like, I, <laughs> they can each have, the, each have like, their own part of it, and, and everyone would feel better because it's not, like, a sad thing. It's, like, a fun, happy thing. Everyone loves the thong, thong song. I think yeah. this is a fantastic I, I, idea. Go ahead, Jared. Oh, oh. <clears throat> um, yeah, I think that they could have picked a hundred different songs over top of that one because I know they were going for like inspirational some sort of you know hope but like go funny you need to make people laugh Mm -hmm. you need to make people distracted from this situation so yeah the thong song the thong song probably top five yeah that would have been amazing I think uh, I think this is something maybe we should make this happen maybe we should make the next viral video and it will be a crowdsourced karaoke version of the thong song we should do it. Throw you know it out. What, you know, actually, you know what would be great? If not the thong song, Mambo Number no. 5 would be a great one. <laughs> it really would. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo Number no. 5. Because it'd be really easy. You could break up a little bit of da-da-da-da-da. One person could sing that, and then you just slam a bunch of them together. I think we got a project. I think we got a project. I don't know. I, I'd still vote for the thong song because I, I want to hear... Uh... 
<laughs> I want to hear someone say, thighs like what? 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 <laughs> Dame Judy that Dench. One... I just want to hear her go, thong, 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 thong. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that one or that one where she's like, lick my neck, my back, my cat, oh, yeah. and my, my crack. That song. Jared, you don't want to say vagina? Uh, this is a PG show. I was it told is. in the show notes. Is this a PG show? Yeah, pretty gay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was a good one. Um, <laughs> pretty gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate uh, myself for thinking that's funny, but I do. I do. Ugh. <laughs> uh, wow. This Seth, is, what else has uh, you got? Finally, the last thing I have. Um, last night I hovered over the, on on Hulu, which I'm so glad you still have Hulu, man. I I, I appreciate I am getting, you paying for it. I, you know what? Not only do I still have it, Seth, I just upgraded to the no commercial package. I fucking love what? Hulu right now. Ooh. I love was it. wondering because I, I was <laughs> I was watching. I'm like, because I always get excited when it somehow has no commercials. And mm. I I had watched like three shows in a row, and I'm like, this is the best. You're goddamn right. <laughs> I, you I got Coda for that. Yep. Here comes the money. Here we go. <laughs> I'm just slinging them oh, dollar bills around right now, man. <laughs> I fucking love it. Because yeah, I was watching uh, Scrubs, and I was hovering over on Hulu, because Hulu has Scrubs, it has um, it has Community, it has How I Met Your Mother, it has all the best stuff. So um, for those looking for an alternative to, to Netflix right now, because there's a billion things to watch, Hulu. But uh, I, watched, I was hovering on Scrubs for a while, and uh, I, I saw that uh, there was the My Quarantine episode. So I decided to to watch that. I, I didn't know if that'd be the best because a lot of people are watching Contagion. They're watching, mm-hmm. you know, Pandemic, all these shows. But I didn't. I couldn't remember exactly what the issue was for this episode. I remember the episode in general. Do you remember it? My quarantine. Not by title. I don't. I might recognize it when you start to describe it. And Jared, did you watch Scrubs? Um, somewhat. Uh, I'm in my mind. I think I know which one you're talking about. So continue, and then I will say yes or no. Well, what I'll say is that. Scrubs is is the probably most underrated show of all time. Easy. And and it's in the top 5 for sitcoms ever. But Totally. Anyway. Um yeah, so he's on a date. It's his first date, JD's first date, and um someone he makes a joke about someone having SARS. And this is back when SARS was like a big thing. And what is SARS? It's like kind of like the coronavirus. They talk about fever and sore throat and stuff. And so they shut the whole hospital down and like the whole episode takes place within that. But I was thinking, like, this is an episode of Scrubs. Scrubs always went to, like, or often went to, like, the worst case scenario or, like, a bad, like, a really bad issue with some sort of health. This is, like, one of the only cases of Scrubs, or episode of Scrubs, where um, the issue that happens in the episode is, like, a million times better than what's going on right now in the world. Because <laughs> I'd, mu- I'd much rather have... Uh, fucking Dr. Uh, Bob Kelso answered the phone and be like, oh, yeah, we're all good. Let's go home. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's, it, it's, it's weird because like it didn't, it was fun. Like it was a fun episode. I enjoyed it, but it, it's, it's like, it's still a weird thing <laughs> thinking like how this, this episode of TV, which often deals in worst case scenarios is a lot better than what's actually happening outside. Yeah. I wouldn't I thought, mind I thought the being episode, quarantined with Dr. Elliot Reed. That'd be just fine. Quarantine with Elliot Reed. Yeah, that'd be okay with me. I forgot. Um, I forgot how much I enjoyed Carla, watching that that show. 
She's, earlier uh, seasons. Carla, yeah, yeah. There's lots of um, there's lots of very good actresses in that show. Very talented. <laughs> what were you um, gonna say, Jared? No, Seth. The episode I thought you were gonna talk about was the one where I I don't know. They visually show like germs going from person to person to person, and then that one person dies at the end. That's like very like similar to how this whole thing is working. Yeah, yeah. I think people talked about both these episodes recently on on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, um, where they've they've mentioned you know kind of how scrubs related to to real life and that type of thing but this is the one that's the one i just i just pulled up because we're all in quarantine and and they were like doing weird stuff part of the, it was a more funny episode because they were doing like weird fun stuff to pass the time so um there's a lot of like relationshipy stuff going on in there, in there so um but no uh, scrubs is the best and enjo- and everyone should enjoy it i think we can all agree on that scrubs is the shit um i'll say this you you're talking about seth your your theater um withdrawals that are already starting um i the other day i watched i took out my oculus quest and i put it on and i started to watch so amazon prime has a app now where you can do vr and basically they sit you in a vr room which is like a little theater and you get to watch kind of on the big screen and the quality is not what you'd get on a good TV. I, I'll give you that. But it's kind of nice to throw on a movie and, and it feels like you're sitting in the theater. Like you forget you're not looking at a big screen. And I, I, I would recommend you try that. And that might, that might soothe your need for the theater at least a little bit. Um, so anyone who has VR out there, uh, try the VR theater experiences. They're pretty cool. I watched, um, I watched about the first half or so of the movie Super 8, the J.J. Abrams one, which is such a nice little movie. Um, and uh, and I, had, I had a nice, enjoyable time just kicking back and, uh, and watching that on the couch. So I, su- I suggest you check out your VR, Seth, if you're, if you're going to die without the theater. No, I don't want to. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, mummy. <laughs> um, but no, that, that's all I that's all I think I have right now for uh for some quarantine thoughts. Um it's just it's been been an interesting every time I just think of something weird I I jot it down. So um I'll keep thinking of weird things and I'll report back as weeks go on. That's good. That's good. We're gonna need a new sounder. Um I have one to stand in for now, but we're going to need a new sounder for this new segment, which which I'm going to title Seth's COVID Thoughts. Like I said, that's it's just... not a, COVID. It's quarantine. Okay. Seth's Quarantine um, Thoughts. I'm thinking again, that's, um, that's quarantine queries. Quarantine queries? I yeah. like it. Seth's Quarantine Queries. Query is a question, though I think so. That doesn't make a lot of sense. I, I have a thought. Um, I don't mm. know. We'll, we'll we'll think of a question, <laughs> a title later. What about the qu- quarantine quest? Quarantine quips. Ooh, Seth's quarantine quips. Crazy. <laughs> I like that one. That one's got some legs. Jared, what do you think? Um, can you do it again? Yeah, Seth's quarantine quips. I like it. I like it. Good. Okay, that's going to be our Brought to you by then. Quip's Electric Toothbrush and Pop-Tarts. Ooh, I do love Quip. I, I do have a Quip toothbrush. They're not sponsoring us, but uh, they keep my teeth um, they keep my teeth clean. shiny and shiny and white and clean. And uh, they help me get all of the all of the cheese off of them after I'm done eating uh, mac and cheese that I cooked. 
Um, oh, no one likes cheesy teeth. You don't want to have <laughs> cheesy teeth, Jared. That's exactly right. So uh, get rid of that. That's get not rid of very that Gouda. Cheese. That is not very Gouda. Wow. <laughs> I, uh, if you go on a date and you have cheese on your teeth, your date's going to be like, and they're going to run away. So you can't have that. Um, Old cheesy so, teeth McGee, they call you. Yeah, yeah. cheesy. Uh, I, I never thought people would call me that again. I've moved and changed my name and everything, but the cheesy teeth people McGee moniker still follows me. People don't forget. They don't. Um, so if you have cheesy teeth, uh, grab yourself a quip toothbrush. <laughs> and uh, if you if you are looking for something completely fucking stupid to burn some time off with, come back to this podcast and hear more of Seth's quarantine quips. <laughs> I don't even know if we need to make a new sounder. That one. That one. Now that, that's that's good. <laughs> I don't right, think that's folks. ever been anywhere else, so I think we're good with it. Yeah, no, that's completely original. I made it myself. Boom. And now it's time for Raid That Pun. How is Rome split in two with a pair of Caesars? Seventy-four percent. All right, folks, let's get into some stuff that makes actual sense. Get into some normality. Speaking of having a routine, uh, we got to jump in. I'm really excited to hear you guys' thoughts on this. Let's jump into the TV corner. Television. Down on the corner. Nobody puts baby in the corner. So I have missed this show so far, but so far the quarantined United States has been stormed by a new figure, uh, a new character, a new person, new man uh, that Netflix has chosen to uh, teach us more about via a new documentary series uh, that it's put out. And both of you guys have watched this, but I haven't. So I'm just going to sit back and, and hear more about this. I'm assuming wacky ass show. <laughs> wacky ass show. <laughs> Favorite ass. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, Tiger King, of course, everyone knows. I mean, all the cool people have watched it, so. Yeah, I don't even know why we're talking about it. <laughs> um, but no, this is the story. This is the, um, the, the rise and fall of Joe Exotic, um, who, who is, uh, not a male porn star, but he is a, an owner of a tiger zoo or an exotic, an exotic animal zoo. And uh, this is the story of him and his battle with, do you remember her name, Jared? Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin, who owns a, uh, a sanctuary for tigers called Big Cat Rescue. And uh, she basically, she wants to um, put into law that people cannot own these exotic zoos or own these animals for pro- like to, to basically make profit off of. Um, and, and so she, she's creating this law and joe exotic does not like this law so he sings country music about it and (laughs) wait hold on hold on hold on hold on what i think we should i think we should get a retrospective on who joe exotic is before we continue can you start over you so there's two characters one of them is is trying to do something and the other one's trying to prevent them from doing that thing by writing a country song (laughs) (laughs) So I will say yes and no, um, yes and that it, that happens, um, but no in that that's not how he does it. So 
basically, because I think in the in the overall story, like even from the second that this starts, they talk about some sort of murder or attempted murder, right, Jared? Am yeah, I wrong? yeah, yeah. So. Go ahead. They they almost like tease. They they these these docu series have a great format because they get you. They hook you right from the get go. And basically, they they're interviewing one person, and the hook is, oh, I can't believe that someone would use an animal for an attempted murder or something like that, like a trained animal. And then yeah. you're boom, you're in on this story, and it inter or it uh, introduces Joe Exotic. It introduces kind of what the characteristics of him he's running this private zoo one of the biggest ones in Oklahoma i believe and mm-hmm. he has you know i mean obviously he's the tiger king he very much has a bunch of tigers but it's all of these big cats all of these alligator snakes i mean what you would see in like a redneck zoo and he <laughs> he is gay he has a bunch of piercings he is homeless <laughs> he is homeless he is new in and town. he is new in town <laughs> honestly that's all i mean all of that is pretty much true but he also like he wants to be a star so he has like two country albums and he wrote i believe sung all of that himself it is very much showcased in this series and he also like two albums worth so this is who joe exotic is (laughs) he yeah basically the the summer he is he is a gay exotic zoo owner uh, that is also a country music singer and politician. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> wow, that is uh, and that's good. He has many piercings. He has many many piercings. Um, he he he's Joe he's Joe Dirt. If Joe <laughs> Dirt would have grown up in a gay strip club, basically is what he is. He yes, a gay he, country strip club. Yes, he has a blonde mullet. He this guy is wild. He's amazing. Um, it doesn't matter what he did, but he's a legend. <laughs> I want, um, I don't, I'm never going to watch, I just decided I'm never watching the show. I just want to hear you guys describe it to me. <laughs> no, you're watching, you're watching it. It's, it is fucking awesome. Um, it's, so what, what I'll say is if you're watching it for like the, the murder and the, you know, like the mystery, it's not, it's not going to live up to your don't fuck with cats or making a murder or anything like that. It's. It's it's not about the mystery of what happened. It's about the mystery of this world that Joe Exotic yeah. created. Yes. And the, just just the world in general of um, Exotic Farm. Because there's another dude. This is some Don something. I don't remember his name. Um, but he's like he's like if if uh, Joe Exotic was like I don't know like leveled up if he got a mushroom in Mario. <laughs> um, <laughs> like he. He gets he gets to like hang out. He's not a he's he's a redneck and like he's like a put together redneck kind of. Like he actually takes pictures of um takes pictures with celebrities with these animals. Like for example, the Undertaker from the WWE. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's got photos with the dead man. That's fucking awesome. And no lie. So, like, this is how fast shit works. Um, this documentary came out, like, last week, like, late last week or something. On Monday Night Raw this week in front of Hell fans again, um, the the picture with uh, this this guy, this tiger owner, and under The Undertaker was on Monday Night Raw. Uh, a guy used it in a storyline against him, which was so cool. Um, what? <laughs> but, uh, anyway. So, yeah, so there's, like, this guy, and then, so it's like a, like... 
there's another like millionaire guy who comes in that's that also has an interest in tigers and there's like this shady backstabbing stuff going on there like i mentioned there's politics going on there's country music there's um potential murders and all like just it's it's fucking wild yeah it, it is, is it, it it seth you are 100 percent right it is bonkers and again <laughs> if you're going in for this crime story or this murder or anything like that that sort of takes a sidecar to the wacky characters and the world that these people live in, which I don't know how that is our world. These are real people, and these are 100% cartoons. Like, these are cartoons. They they have their own private zoos, and Joe Exotic is the main ringleader, essentially. And it's like almost a circus of all of these characters with these pets or these giant cats. And then going over to Carol Baskin... Uh, she is very much trying to shut down him and all of his other counterparts. There is a guy up in Myrtle, Myrtle Beach that is familiar with the two. Oh, yeah. But he is off doing his own thing, which almost dabbles in the, the elements of cult, almost a cult aspect to his uh, big cat's uh, zoo or whatever. Like, it is every episode introduces a new aspect of like drugs alcohol uh politics um cult cult activities like it is it is weird and they also have because they have a shitload of footage because joe exotic um he was making they were making a reality show like joe exotic was making a reality show and then the the reason they so the person who's filming the reality show also made an agreement that he would also be able to film the making of the reality show as a documentary type thing. So there's like that type of thing. There's like a, it's like a meta thing going on in there because like Joe exotic thinks he's making a reality show, but then the, there's also someone filming the making of the reality show that gets like the moments in between the making the reality show. So they have like this crazy, awesome footage that Joe exotic definitely didn't want people to see. Yeah. And (laughs) they like, there's probably, I would pay, so much money to be able just to watch all of the footage of the making of this reality show. Well, and then and- Joe Exotic also has a, a internet show, yeah. like ba- like back in the day streaming internet show, um, where he would do weird fucking shit. It's all in so insane. Yeah, and the thing is, they they filmed for five years, so they have five years worth of footage, but they fell into this because they were investigating some sort of like snake venom uh, black market and then one guy that was there was like hey you want to see something in my van always starts of a great story of hey come see my windowless <laughs> van he has a snow leopard in florida and they're like wait where'd you get this and then they they almost these documentarians fall into the joe exotic story no shit that's all aw- i always love a good doc that that doesn't end up where you where they thought it was going to that's always oh, cool to me. It yeah, it's it's fucking nuts. So it, as you can tell, I loved every second of this thing, and I would recommend everyone everyone watch it because even the way it's cut together, it's like it's very randomly cut together at times. As I mean, we mentioned, he's he's a country music singer, and he has, well, I guess maybe he's a country music singer because it's very <laughs> produced. Um, mm-hmm. But because they show him singing in real life too, and it doesn't sound anything near the same but he has like full put on like like actual music video quality music videos you can go to youtube right now (laughs) no shit they're on youtube and and so like this guy spent money and 
like thought he was an entertainer. There, there's a moment that is so cringy. There's, there's. I'll just say there's a funeral. That's all I'll say. Oh my god! And it's the cringiest thing in the world, <laughs> but it's so awesome. And again, like, I love it. Uh, us talking right now. This is far from a review because we are so all over the place. Because there's so many moving parts of this story, and it's 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 crazy of all of these people that interact with one another and how they're almost backstabbing in this underground not even underground but like this world of big cats and private zoos and animal sanctuaries and everything that we just aren't aware of and it is mm-hmm. crazy it is crazy mhm especially yeah, Joe, you got to watch this especially like one part of it he tries to become president in what 2014 <laughs> 2016 16 I yeah think. so yeah, 2016 yeah one of the one of the things that's great about that and i didn't i didn't realize this until like yesterday or today i know who this guy is because Oliver. when yes. he was running for president he was featured on john oliver yes, and i remember when oliver. i saw joe exotic i was like i know who that is and i couldn't place it for yeah. a while but i remember seeing he was covered before and so now this is just the this is the full monty <laughs> as it relates to joe oh, exotic i love yeah. this you got especially since because when i saw they because they show uh the clip of him on john Oliver because that mm. basically that gives him an ego from it yep and ego boost and and so they they reference it a decent amount and and so when i saw that i'm like i 100 percent know cody has at least seen him before mm-hmm. i don't know if he remembers him but i know he's seen him before oh yeah i remember him it was uh yeah that was pretty funny that was a good year for john Oliver. Uh, they all are but <laughs> so in summation um, watch Tiger King. You have no excuse not to right now. You can't, like anyone who who can hear this who hasn't watched it, watch it. You have no reason not to. I mean, there there's, it's not definitely not a family documentary to watch. There there's some like you know language and and all kinds of stuff like that. Some some kind of shocking moments that happen here and there. Um, but it's it, it you know <laughs> it's if you're just want to watch something fucking nuts watch it because it's it's awesome I, yeah. I loved every second of it yeah it is it is bonkers to the max it's all of these people who should not be running a zoo or big cats running a zoo with big cats like it is <laughs> fucking amateur hour well this sounds incredible and i imagine that was the kind of review that Makes total sense and is hilarious to someone who's seen the show and is confusing, albeit very <laughs> appetizing for people who have not. <laughs> because there's really just not a good like the the basic the basic uh, summary of it is that Tiger King, Joe Exotic, and Big Cat Chick. I can't I can never remember her name. Carol. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin, Baskin are battling over um, the rights of exotic animals that's kind of like the overall yeah thing overall theme but it does go like all over the place with with the different episodes so it's you'll you'll see when you watch it but just fucking watch it yeah yeah like I, when it takes a left like almost one whole episode is focused on a side character and it is the most insane like there's a uh, shout out there's a there's some woman that is from ames iowa i guess in this like it is crazy no they oh, filmed a little awesome. bit names yeah what? Oh, that's cool. Our, our old uh, alma mater. I love it. Um, Tiger King is the show. It's available on Netflix. Uh, you can watch it. It sounds like it's about seven episodes, about 45 minutes a piece. Uh, so that's a five-hour or so watch. 
Uh, I may start this tonight. We'll see. Um, but I, I hope to have seen this by the time we record our next episode because it sounds fucking crazy. And I like things that are fucking crazy. So um, join me in watching Tiger King if you haven't already. It's available on Netflix now and was a subject. Gets high recommends from both Seth and from and Jared Buckendall in the TV corner. Television! Down on the corner. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Great stuff, folks. Uh, good stuff in the TV corner this week. Now it's my turn. Uh, we're going to get into a new edition of We Missed the Boat. Oh! I'm on a boat, and You're going to need a bigger boat. All right, Nimrods. Um, I think this is a movie we've all seen. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't check with Jared, but uh, I think this is a movie now that, that all of us have seen, I'm assuming at least. Uh, I got on Hulu, which I am now getting commercial free, thanks to that cheddar. Thanks, that I'm man. slanging that way. Uh, yep, shout out to Seth for taking advantage of my password. Um, actually, I, I had told to, you your password. I had to ask Seth for my password. <laughs> what is that it? That is true. I, what is it, he says. Um, <laughs> we'll tell you offline. I don't mind if you have it, but uh, I, I can't have all 12 people that listen to this show on my Hulu. Um, they already are. You already have at least Mike V. <laughs> yeah, they pretty much all are. No, I had to I had to re-log into Hulu last week, and I didn't remember my password, so I had to ask Seth what it was. Uh, I got a kick out of that. Um, that so funny. I logged into Hulu, and I watched a movie from, twenty, I think, 2017. Uh, I finally, finally caught I, Tanya. Yeah, there you yeah. go. And you've seen this, Jared? Yes, I have. I had a really good time with it. I did. Um, it was interesting. It, uh, I, I had heard quite a bit about it. I remember I was a really young kid, but I can vaguely remember hearing about the news around the Tanya Harding and, and Nancy Kerrigan um, episode that was going on. Um, but this, this, was, this was cool in that it provided a lot of historical context for me for, for something I'd, I wasn't, you know, I didn't know all the details of. So it was nice to learn about like what happened. Um, I would say what actually happened, but the movie doesn't really attempt to give you what actually happened. It, it, it attempts mm-hmm. to give you the story from the point of view of Tanya and her ex-husband and her ex-bodyguard um, and her mom. And uh, historically, to, to see that from a new angle was really cool. But I think uh, the highlight of this movie, I think, is, is the acting performances. I think that uh, mm-hmm. Margot Robbie, I... We've been going on about this for months. I, I am now willing to say Margot Robbie's a pretty good actress. Um, pretty good. She, she, well, this is, the, this is the only thing I've seen her in that I was like, wow, she was really good in that. So I know there's a couple movies I need to watch. Maybe that will inspire you to replace this on the list with something else. But Well, no, because you won't like the other one because it's a fucking like, British drama. <laughs> is that know, in time? Oh, wait. No. She, no. Uh, Mary Queen of Scots. Well, I loved her in Wolf of Wall Street, so I guess there's two uh, in her favor. But I wonder why you pig. I, yeah, it's because of her boobies. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> she pointed to her boobies. <laughs> but um, no, she she's really, really good as Tanya Harding in this. Um, she does a lot of... And I, can you just say wa- great? No, I can't she was say great. She was nominated for an Oscar. Well, okay, yeah, okay. She, she's she's great in this performance. I will I will give thank you. Thank you. She's Jesus great in this performance. Christ. She's doing a lot uh, facially here. Um, even when she's not speaking, you can see different emotions and thoughts and things kind of go over her face, especially in the I would say like the third act of this. Um, you can see her uh, 
trying to put out one thing while feeling another. And that's a really hard and nuanced thing to get. Uh, and she nails it. So you can you feel right there with her even when she's not speaking about what she's feeling, which was really interesting. Uh, Sebastian Stan is playing opposite anything I've ever seen him in in this. Um, yeah. And it's pretty fun, pretty funny as kind of this idiot character. Um, Paul Walter Hauser, who I know yeah. went, on, went on to be in uh, Richard Jewell, which I really want to see but haven't yet. Uh, he plays an interesting and funny you character. You never saw Dick here. Jewell? Yeah, Dick no, Diamond. No, I did not. I did not. But uh, <laughs> I do want to go see the. I do want to go see Dick Diamond uh, at some point. Please show me your dick. So I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> but um, them and uh, of course Allison Janney, who is incredible as the mom in this. Um, she she's right up there next to Margot Robbie as the best uh, acting acting in this movie. But uh, between between the really good acting. Uh, the the historical context of it all. Um, I, this was a really enjoyable time. It was funny. It was interesting. It, it was you know just solid solid filmmaking. I think all around. If I had one qualm in this, they they made a lot of attempts to CG Margot Robbie into and onto an actual figure skater for some of this, and that for me never worked. Uh, I know it's been a couple of years since you guys see, saw this. You might not remember this, but there is some shoddy CG work being done. Uh, with trying to put her face on a figure skater or her body on a figure skater at different times is kind of weird. It was a little off-putting. Um, but other than that very minor thing, this this gets a recommend from me. Highly enjoyable. Um, it's got dramatic moments, but I would say more often to me it was funny. Um, and I will say there are some uh, trigger warning items in here, so make sure you check out Does the Dog Die, um, the website, to, to see what those might be. But uh, this was this was well done. And if nothing else, uh, Seth, you'll be most happy to hear, this did improve, this did raise my uh, Margot Robbie-ometer um, to a higher level. Uh, and I have more respect for her now as an actress having seen this. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly more inclined to go see what she does next in hopes that she will continue to elevate my her standing with, with Cody. <laughs> wow, I'm sure she's very concerned about her standing with Cody. She should be, man. Uh, wow. Wow, wow. You're even nitpicking it, too, with the, the CG. Jesus. Well, that CG wasn't her fault. Well, God. No, um, yeah, I loved this one. I, I saw that in the theater um, when it was uh, during during the, Os- during the Oscar time and the, that whole thing. But, yeah, I loved it. I, I really enjoyed it, so I'm glad, I'm glad you did, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if nothing else, uh, certainly the nominations for Margot Robbie and for Allison Janney were, were very, very warranted and well-deserved. Uh, that was certainly confirmed by me uh, having seen this now. So I, I was glad to have finally gotten around to it. I'm glad you forced me into it. <laughs> thoughts, thoughts, Jared? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Alice Janney. Uh, Allison Janney. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm mush-mouthing over here. Um, I thought she was amazing in the in the role. I mean, overall, the film, I the very— The mother, yeah. Yeah, the mother, the mother, mother. Um, I very much enjoyed mother. it. Uh, I remember uh, the news story. <laughs> I remember the news stories of her, like uh, Nancy, Nancy Kerrigan, I believe it is, um, like yep. screaming after she got her mm-hmm. like leg busted in. But I never like it. It does a great job of kind of filling in the blanks because I felt like the news mm-hmm. didn't tell the whole story at times. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's interesting to see the so she uh, Tanya that is struggles a lot with like not being of the right pedigree to be a figure skater and and so there there's a little bit of like class, um, 
you know, class discrimination involved in here, but they don't steer too hard into it to make it really preachy, which was interesting. So you get a different perspective of her as a person and as a character. It reminds me a lot of um, not too long ago, last week tonight, actually with John Oliver that we just mentioned, they interviewed Monica Lewinsky and she got to give kind of some context and she's done this before and other things and she's written books and stuff but I had only seen it when she was on John Oliver and and she's talking about some of her experiences and what it's like to be on that side of a scandal like that and it makes you empathize with that person a little bit more you know because Tanya Harding and and Monica Lewinsky in the 90s were like hilarious punchlines Mm -hmm. and so to get to hear a little bit of their story from their perspective and how they feel about that um, really humanizes them and um is an interesting way of looking at a story that you thought was relatively familiar. So, so that was pretty cool. Um, all in all, really great experience watching, watching for sure. So Seth, I'm, I'm down to four, four movies now on my list of five. I need you to make a replacement here. Well, um, you know, I'm a giving person and, uh, honestly, <laughs> nice. this, this just, uh, <laughs> this just, uh, you know, keeps my list, uh, fresh for the stuff I have in backlog. So I'm gonna—I don't know what the fuck that was. I can understand, <laughs> but um, I'm gonna go ahead and, and you, you ask for—you ask for some dick. I'll give you some Richard Jewell. Yeah. Okay. I'll watch Richard Jewell. I'll watch that soon. Honestly, too, when when you mentioned that and you said you hadn't seen it, I I wrote it down, but then I looked at it again and I I wrote Dick Jewell. <laughs> so I had to, I had to uh, take Dick out and put Richard. Oh man! Sometimes you gotta take the dick out, man. Please show me your dick. But so, only when dick only Jewel. when people ask. Dick Jewel. Uh, I will, in in two weeks, we'll be watching either Dick Jewel, Waves, Mall Rats, Young Adult, or Toy Story 3. I think a pretty good looking list of five. Uh, and next week, we, we can expect Seth to watch a li- movie off of his list. What are your options right now? I know you got five of them. Uh, Toy Story 3, Ma- oh, sorry, wrong list. <laughs> uh, uh, Silence of the Lambs, V for Vendetta, which is currently free on Voodoo, I think. Ooh, that's um, cool. The the game uh catch me if you can and being john malkovich okay so that's a great list i was talking to jared just last week when we were together in austin about this jared take a moment and and explain to seth why he should watch the game oh dude you gotta watch the game Best review I think I've ever heard. Guys, it's on my top movies of the year. <laughs> wow. That was... Uh... I w- that was great, because I was really hoping you were going to stop at where you did. And so, <laughs> when there was a pause, I, <laughs> that made me very happy. <laughs> oh. No, but but really, it's it's like this awesome mystery thriller where... You just don't know what the hell. I mean, I guess, are you a mystery thriller type person? Hmm. Maybe. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Great radio. You are. You like mysteries. Seth loves mysteries. Uh, Maybe. I don't know know if that's a sound or not. Maybe. The, uh, <laughs> this is the worst podcast of all time. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, oh, 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 oh
Cody is just, he spilled some fucking, like, ranch on his keyboard and is trying to wipe it off right now is basically what's happening to the soundboard. I haven't hit a button in 45 minutes. It's up to the Mountain Dew. I haven't had ranch in three weeks. (laughs) (laughs) But no, uh, the game is probably out of those five, the one I would watch. Ooh, there you go. There you go. Ooh, that's a... That's high praise. That is uh, so next week I'll be watching Being John Malkovich. <laughs> actually, hey, if you do watch that one, I actually know I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, don't say anything. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to watch. Uh, which one's the happiest of, out of all these? Um, Probably Silence of the Sheep. I mean, Silence <laughs> of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs, is, they've all... They've all got happy and sad moments. They're, they're, it's pretty well-rounded. None of I wouldn't say any of them are overtly happy. Like, none of them are straight comedies. Um, so do with that what you will. But I think, okay. I think the game will give you a lot of satisfaction. 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 Looking forward to it. Push me. Nice. And then just touch me. Oh, keep going. <laughs> Until I can get my satisfaction. There you go. Satisfaction. Oh, oh, uh, oh, oh. I thought we were making a song, are we not? Oh, no. Hey, I, guys, I'm back. I had to go get a drink oh, okay. refill. Would you, what were you guys uh, doing? Back. <laughs> At Jared Buckendall. There we go. We're back. <laughs> wow. Well, this has been just a fucking flurry of, of, of one-liners and sounders, so let's get this shit back on track. Um, what are we still on TV corner? <laughs> yeah, we just did. We missed the boat and uh, ah, okay. Okay. Richard Jewell. You just made the list. There you go. Forgot to do that one a second ago, but um, yeah, I Tanya getting thumbs up from all three of us. Six total thumbs up this week in We Missed the Boat. Oh, I'm on a boat, and you're gonna need a bigger boat. We missed the boat. I don't know what that was. Anyway. Uh, let's talk about a couple other movies that, uh, I guess are recent releases slash new releases, not coming out in theaters, but, uh, you guys are somehow still finding a way to watch movies. So let's get into reviews. Mom, what do you think? I love it. I hated it. All right, Jared, why don't we start with you as our guest? You, you came to us, uh, having seen a movie, uh, that I don't think is a new release, but one that's new to you. And I've never heard of this fucking movie. So, uh, enlighten the rest of us with uh with a review please oh okay so i i mean again this is not a new release this came out in i believe 2018 um it was showcased at tiff i believe and then it came out on vod in 2019 um but it's called freaks on netflix and it is this weird story of it opens and it's sort of this mystery thriller where it's this young daughter she's seven years old in a house and it's a very decrepit rundown almost an abandoned house with her father and the first like 30 minutes is going just back and forth dialogue between the two but there's something amiss there's something in the outside world because there's multiple pod- padlocks on the front door and you're trying to figure out what the hell is going on and then it almost transforms into something much bigger than just a mystery thriller. It almost goes into an alien invasion type film, and then it almost turns into a heist film at some points. And again, this is very, I wouldn't say low budget. I mean, it's very, I would say it's indie. It's an indie type feel 
film, but it's very much leaning into things like uh, District 9 or Superhero or other, or actually, no, not Superhero, but more of like alien invasion type films. And it's lower budget, it's a very small cast, uh, Bruce Dern is in there, um, Emil Hirsch, I believe, are the two people that you would probably know. But again, I had no idea what to expect. I think someone had mentioned it. I turned it on one day, and I was like, man, this is amazing. I was I was hooked. Um, it's not going to land for everyone because, again, it's a very slow start. Um, but I liked trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Um, I would recommend it if you're into any of those things that I just kind of mentioned. I wish or almost – I wish that it would have almost been picked up for a, almost like a limited series because – the interesting part of the story is sort of the world and the in the lore that is slowly sprinkled throughout the story, and I wish that they would have dove more into that. Unfortunately, they don't, and it's very kind of scaled down, focusing on this one core family element of the film, but it it is weird, but it is also very interesting and kind of sets up something that could be an offshoot of kind of lower-budget type movies in those genres that I mentioned. I like the sound of this. This sounds wacky, man. Um, what, 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 made you, what made you go to this now? I, I, again, I don't know. I think that someone had mentioned it, or, or maybe I was going... You know what? I think it was every week I kind of go to see what's coming to Netflix that week, and I thought this mm. was going to be a newer film, and then when it said it was 2018, I was like, whatever, I got nothing else to do. I'll test it or try it out. And I didn't turn it off, and I finished it. And again, it's it's this film that just I don't even it it went straight to VOD. It just didn't get a big release, anything like that. And um, it was oh god, oh, fuck, I got a cramp right now. <laughs> oh no! What? <laughs> My leg is cramping up. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> we need. <laughs> it has to be Mommy. a sounder. <laughs> Oh. oh crap! I got a cramp right now. It needs to be a sounder. <laughs> oh man! Oh, that's so good. I'm oh really god. Anyways, yeah, it, it's I. I would recommend checking out if you're again into any of that crap that I said. I don't want to go further into any parts of the story, because again, as the story continues, pieces fall into place where more and more is revealed until the final, you know, few shots of the film. Um, I'll leave you at that. Ooh, I like it. That's a good place to leave it. I'm glad that you're okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I appreciate your tenacity in finishing the review, even with a minor injury. <laughs> um, folks, if you if you need more proof that Freaks is worth watching, uh, head over to Jared's YouTube channel. At Jared Buckendall. And uh, see his full review there. And also an ending explained poorly, uh, which I have not seen yet, but I'm sure it's hysterical. Uh, so if you've seen Freaks, make sure you check out that video as well over on the channel. So Freaks. Hey, is available on Netflix right now. Hey, Jared, how many fake newspaper articles did you make for the Freaks and the Explain Poorly video? Um, no fake newspaper articles in this one. 69. Uh, that's st- <laughs> <laughs> that still makes me upset. He tricked me with the, the lodge. I would, you should be upset with yourself that you got tricked. Yeah. No. You played yourself. No. Yeah, congratulations. You played yourself. <laughs> it's not a game. The, uh... All right. Uh, we turn now. <laughs> we turn now to. Uh, well, actually, Jared, I don't know if you've seen this, but I know Seth has. 
uh, another movie starring everyone's favorite wizard uh, that I did not realize had come out. <laughs> yes, it's Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. I went and saw it on Broadway. Ooh, Broadway! Um, <laughs> ooh, you must be so fancy. Welcome to fancy Broadway! Mm. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, th- what? Uh, that was an accident. I didn't mean to hit that. <laughs> yeah, what was that? Was that the, was the TV sounder? That was a TV sounder, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, no, I saw uh, a, a movie. I think we talked about it briefly, like maybe when the trailer came out. Uh, mm-hmm. I know Jared did a uh, trailer reaction for this one. At Jared Buckingham. Um, there you go. Um, <laughs> Guns Akimbo, um, which is uh, the Daniel Radcliffe movie where he has guns attached to his hands um basically the the overall story here uh, he's daniel radcliffe miles is a uh he, he's a engine software engineer type guy um works works basically works with computers and his in his free time he uh trolls people like he trolls trolls on the internet so if people are um you know saying bad shit about something he'll he'll go back at them and in this world that he's in there's a online fighting show um kind of reminds me of like remember the movie nerve with emma roberts is that who that was it was emma roberts and mm-hmm. dave franco nice mm-hmm. good one yes um kind of the sim- similar thing it's like an underground uh, online thing um where instead of them doing crazy challenges it's people it's it's uh people fighting or um trying to kill each other essentially and um there's this uh fighter named nix who was played by a uh, smara weaving who uh of course from ready or not and the babysitter uh She's, as Cody likes to call her, Cody likes to call her Discount Margot Robbie. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's not wrong. But <laughs> um, but she plays Nyx, who is like the, the badass um, badass fighter in this. She's kind of like the top star. Um, Miles is doing his uh, uh, trolley thing on the schism uh, w- during one of the fights that Nyx has. And uh, he gets a message from one of the admins from the schism thing saying, like, fucking stop it, man. Uh, you're being a douche. Um, wakes up, and like you see in the trailer, um, well, he get, someone comes into his apartment. He wakes up, and you see in the trailer he has uh, guns uh, screwed into his hand, essentially. And he is now tasked with going against Nyx uh, in Nyx's final battle. And so that that's the premise of the movie is Daniel Radcliffe is getting chased down by Samara Weaving. Um, and she's a badass fighter who does like really awesome. There, there's some really good fight uh, choreography in this with her, especially. Um, she's a badass. Um, I, I'll say some of the CGI and effects and things like that are pretty. Um, I you know like you can't really compare it to something like a John Wick or anything like that because it's it, you can tell like they they didn't have a ton of money to put into it. But I did like some of the style they had. It it felt sometimes like a video game because like with Daniel Radcliffe with his guns, um, he had 50 bullets in each gun. And so throughout the movie, anytime he'd shoot, it would like kind of pop up and show what he'd have left after he shot his guns. Mm. And so, it, you know, go down from 50. Um, and obviously it makes, you know, by the end of the, the, the last bullets, just like you'd guess. And, and that's kind of part of the, the movie. It's pretty predictable where it's going to go, but by the end, you, you know, like, Oh, the last few bullets really mean something type of thing. So, um, it, but it is kind of like a video game at times with with some of the the effects. It kind of had a Scott Pilgrim type of like look to it at times with the the effects that pop up with whether it be the numbers or um, you know some of the some of the fighting slow mo hits things like that. Um, it, I, I thought 
I thought it was like good for the style of it, but the effects needed to be better. Like they just didn't have enough money to make it just a little bit better to kind of give it a little bit of a uh, of an edge to it or a little bit of a brightness to it. The movie felt kind of dim, even though they were going for some neon effects. So um, definitely needed more money put into it. Um, but the fighting was cool when when especially with with Samara weaving. Um, it's you know it, it's a dumb fun movie, so there's not like a lot of acting to it. But uh, like Daniel Radcliffe, him and his American accent. Because um, he had an American accent in Miracle Workers, too, I believe. Um, actually, I don't remember. Do you remember if he had American accent, Cody? I don't remember if he does in that, but I remember seeing him in Horns. I think he does. And he has an American accent in Horns. And I wasn't super impressed, but that was super. That was yeah. years ago. Same thing here, then, I guess. Like, his, his American accent is not very good. Um, he he kind of slips in and out. Whereas, like, Samara Weaving, who is super Australian, um, hers is great. And she has, like, these... Like metal teeth in it. it like she like, honestly, I forgot she was in it until a certain point where I'm like, "Holy fuck!" <laughs> Samara Weaving, um, because she looks completely different. Like she has, she's kind of looks like a like a rocker. She has like weird hair. She has like these metal teeth in that look like fangs. Um, it, she's very different looking than what you see her in like in Ready or Not or The Babysitter, but. Um, she's a completely different character, which I, I really like her because she's played like three different characters now, like three very different characters with the babysitter ready or not. And then this, um, she has, I mean, it's not like range where it's like deep emotional acting, but she can like pull off a lot of different stuff. So I like her a lot. Um, I don't think she's a discount. I think she's full price Margot Robbie, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but, uh, and she's great though. I, like I said, great fighting. She's she's funny. She's really funny in this. Um, sarcastic and and that type of thing. Just like kind of she wasn't ready or not. She's very sarcastic. Same same type. That type of same kind of humor in a way, but not the same character. If that makes any sense. Um, but no, I, I enjoyed. I had a fun time with this. It's not a great movie by any means, and the effects could be better. But there's not a lot to watch right now. Um, and I think it's it's very different than uh, a lot of stuff that you can watch right now and it's a lot cheaper like if you want to i would one million times rather watch this than than blood blood bloodshot is that what that was that fucking shitty vin diesel movie <laughs> um i uh I, I would much rather watch guns akimbo a million times over and i thought it had even better effects than than bloodshot did to be honest um so I I would definitely watch Guns of Kimbo over over something like that. So if you're looking for something to watch, you're bored, you want to watch a new release, um, check out Guns of Kimbo. It's a fun time. I like this. This this honestly that that's as much as I was ever hoping for this movie. Uh, I like the premise. I like Daniel Radcliffe and I like Samara Weaving. Um, but I never expected this to be an Oscar winner. So just to hear that it's fun is good enough for me. Uh, where can I see this right now? Um, any. You know, Voodoo, Google Play Movies, uh, Amazon Prime, or Amazon, you have to pay for it. It's not free anywhere, but uh, you have to rent it. There you go. Pay to rent. Okay, that's a good one. Um, Jared, you haven't seen this, have you? No, I haven't. Um, I mean, I was one of the questions I was going to ask is, you were saying kind of the graphics pop up, but you answered it uh, relating to Scott Pilgrim. Um, I guess I'm a little disappointed to hear that it's not as stylized as as the the trailer made it look like. It looked like it was just full-on neon bright colors. Obviously, like getting Daniel Radcliffe into that world was somewhat normal but then once you're into that world i thought it would very much be kind of more stylized but unfortunately it sounds like it's not yeah i mean it it has a style to it but it's not it just wasn't 
bright, beautiful, it, 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 something like that. Yeah, colorful. It, it wasn't as yeah, it wasn't as bright, and there's some there's some neon in it, but yeah, it definitely wasn't as bright. And like I thought it would be over stylized by seeing the trailer, and it, it just didn't feel like it. Just felt like they ran out of money, mm. so they couldn't quite put the finishing touches on it um, to to make it you know pop as much as it. I really wanted to see it like in 4K HDR, mm-hmm. and uh, they had like HDX or whatever, but it wasn't like as quite as it just didn't pop quite as maybe it would have looked better in like one of the indie, like if they would have shown this at my indie theater it might have looked better on the big screen and it more than likely probably mm-hmm. would have um but it just i think watching it at home and that's the kind of thing that sucks now is like if we have to start seeing more movies at home we're gonna miss a lot of the you know some mm-hmm. of the good cin- cinematography and effects and things like that so um maybe i would have enjoyed this more in the theater who mm-hmm. knows well, there you go, folks. Guns Akimbo, available now to rent. Uh, new One of the f- several new releases that went straight to uh, VOD. So check that one out. Guns Akimbo, also Freaks, which is, av- which is available on Netflix, both getting positive reviews here in our review section. Mom, what do you think? I love it. I hated it. All right, folks. We are just about to the end of the show. But before we go, we got to give you one more thing. But I'm down to Thing. Guys, uh, America's been asking for it, and I am delivering. I am growing my facial hair. Uh, <laughs> some of you have heard about this from last week's show. It has now been, um, it's been about 12 days since I shaved. I look very stupid. Um, <laughs> I, I, have, I have what I, what I think does technically qualify as a mustache, um, but my, my cheeks, which I was hoping would grow a nice beard that would chisel off my, my jawline and make me look hot, um, <laughs> actually looks more, it looks more like someone spit on me and then threw a bunch of loose hair at my cheek. Um, it's just, <laughs> it's just a, it's just a random smattering. <laughs> It's just, it's a random smattering of hairs on both of my cheeks. I just picture picture someone going, and then throwing hair at you. Oh, it's it's like the redneck version of being tarred and feathered. Um, I, oh, man. Oof, that was good. Also, I have, I think one of, one of the, I think the right, my right side of my mustache is growing in slightly thicker than the left. So it looks like... <laughs> It sounds like your facial hair went through like a nuclear reactor or something. Guys, yeah. it, it looks yeah. If if you saw me, because uh, I almost always keep it totally clean shaven. So if people who have only seen me that way saw me now, they would think I developed a drug habit. Like it, it does not. It does not look good. I'm 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 continuing to stick it out. Um, I I still have an, a, a very very lofty hope that it may turn out okay with proper grooming, but right now. I'm just going to continue to let it grow and see what happens. And um, I don't know. It's But it's not great, guys. It, it really isn't. Oh, man, that's funny. Um, keep going just so we can get more. Uh, some more comparisons of what you think your, think your facial hair looks like. Oh, man. How's your facial hair doing, Jared? Um, I mean, I... I 
from the last few shows, Cody's been mentioning growing a mustache. I feel like, you know, I haven't left the house. Maybe I'd try try my hand at a stash. My my facial hair very much looks like a 14-year-old girl's facial hair, so I'm not really growing <laughs> too much here. Hey, man, um, we, if you grow it out long enough, we can call you Jared Exotic. Ooh, there we go. Ooh. Jay Exotic. Hey, Jared Exotic. Um, I guess my, I, I didn't really prepare one more, my one more thing. Um, I would say, I, I feel like I've just been very negative the last week because of everything that's kind of going on. So I just want to, I want to promote positivity. I want to create, you know, everyone is living the same weird world right now. Just be nice. Um, maybe take a break from social media, um, figure out what makes you you and kind of work on that obviously we're limited by staying at home but do something like bake a cake um make something paint something just i don't know do something that is inner like that's gonna keep your mind off of the shit that we're dealing with but also so you're not on social media i don't know i don't know it's just i'm tired of just fucking people right now (laughs) There you have it. I'm not fucking anyone right now. What's going on? Yeah, how's your uh, how's your Jared online is dating? Sick of fucking people. Actually, I was talking to someone for a little bit and exchanging um, pics. What's nice? Yeah, exactly. Um, no, it, what what's nice is like, um, nothing's changed. Honestly, there there's nothing nice about it. I still, I I still talk to someone for a little bit, and then I'm like, okay, I'm bored, <laughs> and then stop talking to him. So <laughs> I never get to the dating point. So. You know, no, should, it's, it's not, you know what you should different. say if you if you match with a girl you should say I really like feet and then she'll be on the hook uh, for I mean what else do you open with I, I got nothing oh you could yeah. open with give me what I want I don't think that's gonna get you what you want though I think that's gonna get me in it that's some sort of uh, report filed on me so I don't want to do that what if you were like hey girl I was looking at your pics and I think your booty is crazy good <laughs> If only I had access to a soundboard. <laughs> you could just switch to all caps when you say that. Your booty is crazy good! send her the link yeah. to that video. Yeah. <laughs> um, where were we? Uh, TV Corner? You got um, <laughs> Tiger King was really fucking yeah, good. Yeah, Joe Exotic. Uh, like, I can't believe the way that... Never mind. <laughs> all right. Uh, my one more thing... Um, is uh, said it earlier uh off mic but i'll say it again uh ready or not i watched that again this week i still love that movie i would put it higher up on my list uh probably not in my top 10 from last year but still i loved it um and uh you know it's out on vod now check it out it's uh it's a great movie and if you haven't watched it again or never watched it in the first place check it out because samara weaving is fantastic boom there you have it I think Seth has a new uh, new favorite actress, and it's Samara Weaving. Um, check out. Let's see if I can do this. Um, ready or not, Cody's growing a very poor beard, and I want you all to be positive about it this week. And one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. There, you see what I did there? Yeah. Wish you didn't. Oh. I well, liked it. I wanted to. Hey, there we go. At Jared Buckendall. Very good, very good. Uh, Want to give a shout out to Jared for joining the show today. Jared, take a second and plug your shit. No, thank you, fellas, for inviting me over. Obviously, I 
take this off the tracks quite a bit, um, and I didn't didn't think I'd get a cramp during this, but here we are. Um, <laughs> you can find my, all of my stuff on JBuck Studios on YouTube, and then at Jared Buckendall on Twitter and at Instagram. Yeah, yeah, that sounder if you played it. Um, but the things coming up, I think. One week from today, I'm going to, I think March 31st, I'm going to try, this is going to be the actual official date that J-Buck Live actually goes live, episode one. Um, It's something that I think I've been planning for like a year in my mind, but I just haven't had time to actually do it, and it's essentially, I'm going to try to shoot for an hour-long film comedy variety show, essentially, where it's going to have... Me, it's going to be live segments, me kind of going through the weekly news in the film industry and kind of movie stuff, but then there's also going to be commercial breaks and kind of interactive uh, questioning and stuff, and then also pre-recorded sketches. Um, Again, hopefully it pans out the way I think in my mind, otherwise it's going to be a colossal, colossal train wreck, and it'll be even better then. So tune in next week, March 31st, for J Buck Live. Well, there you go, folks. At Jared Buckendall. J Buck Live is the channel on YouTube. You're going to want to check that out. Uh, you're going to want to see J Buck Live, especially episode number one. Uh, you don't have to root for it to be a train wreck, but if it is, it will probably be very entertaining <laughs> for us all. Um, but uh, no, very excited. Uh, Jared also, uh, this past week, and, and I think again soon, has been putting on live uh, movie trivia events on his Twitter, or sorry, on his uh, YouTube as well. So, Head over to the J Buck Studios YouTube page, and uh, Seth and I uh, will likely be on that uh, <laughs> if and when you do another round. So if you want to interact with Seth and me and Jared, uh, make sure you take part in that trivia night. We had a ton of fun last weekend doing it. Yeah. There you go. All right, folks. Well, that is going to do it for episode 137. Shouts out to, again to the big man. At Jared Buckendall for joining us on the show this week. Uh, make sure you check out our sponsors in the description mm-hmm. box. And uh, use them if possible, especially during these crazy-ass times. And uh, keep coming back. We're, we're continuing to put out episodes every week. So if you aren't sick of us yet, um, keep coming on back, checking out the sponsors. And head over to Anchor. Become a contributor if you can. Otherwise, just keep clicking on these episodes. So uh, that'll wrap us up for this week. Uh, for the so-host, Setha, and our guest, Jared Buckendall, I've been the, the co-host. Ugh. The co-host, Cody Michael, and we will see you next week. Bye.